0: Welcome to our studio, and this is the Studio Living Project. I'm Sam, I'm Lam, I'm Scarlett, and we are your classmates for this semester.
1: Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Studio Living Project. I'm your host, Sam.
2: Um, got
1: and today, we will be delving into a heavy topic. So here's a disclaimer. This episode contains mental health discussions and listeners' discretion is advised. And if you need help and support, please refer to the show's notes for resources and contacts. Right. So today, we are going to talk about mental health in architecture. This week, we're going into more of a heavy topic and I am sure a lot of us in the architecture field do experience some kind of mental health issues every now and then. Like, we get easily stressed and the the nature of our work just makes us more prone to mental health issues. Let's just get started. Lam, would you like to give us a background on the state of mental health in architecture?
2: Okay, so mental health in architecture isn't really talked about uh per se like especially when in terms of education when whenever you start your uni life or um yeah basically when you first start the architecture school um i'm not sure about other places but at least in malaysia we don't really address it and i guess it's the same for like you know uh you know Asian countries, you know, we don't really acknowledge mental health issues. And from what I know in the UK, at least it's specific schools, they actually do acknowledge these issues and they have like a time from time to time kind of talk with their students about how they're doing mentally and stuff like that. But unfortunately in Malaysia we don't have that. So it's pretty unfortunate. But Mental health in architecture in general is very um how do you say very taxing at times and I think it's something important that we should talk about especially in our line of work because we have a lot of deadlines, we have a lot of expectations to be met, and a lot of peer pressure, especially when you are, you know, sometimes you can't help but to compare With your peers And it's Gonna affect you mentally And it's not just that But it could be External factors as well Could be you know Your family issues Your financial issues That contributes To your mental health Problems And on top of that You're doing architecture And I just want to make it More relatable So Other courses Like other people From other line of industry Do experience The same thing as well So So but for this episode itself, we'll be focusing more in terms of architecture, which is also applicable to other people. Yeah. So in architecture, um, what makes it different is that we have this studio culture. We have that um, element where we don't have to go through exams. We mainly dis- uh, focus on our studio design. And at the end of the day, it's the evaluation that you get for your work that determines your final grade so there's really not much time for us to sit back and you know have a study break or anything like that. we don't have that i mean we do but mainly it's it's a 24 7 job from your first day of uni until your last day of semester and it's a constant uh, there is always a need to achieve something every single day and Due to those constant stresses, and you know, you you get you will see a lot of people, especially among your peers, among your classmates, you will see some are slowly breaking down, but they don't say it because, again, over here we don't acknowledge it. We'll just say it's stress. I mean, yes, ninety percent of the time, but um, there could be an underlying factors as well. So a few of our just to share like a few like we started architecture in diploma uh with 41 people and then by the time we got to bachelor's degree it was about 20 something from that diploma class and then
0: i think 25 oh i think like from from the diploma class came to degree was probably like 29 then as we progress through
1: degree like only 25 graduated yeah
2: yeah. so many of our friends dropped out and a lot of them mainly is due to that stress that I was talking about or like they could just not meet the expectations of the courses which is unfortunate because I know like they have a lot of talents they have a lot of capability actually it's just that we don't have an outlet to express or to solve that issues and we just tend to like sweep it aside. So that is one of, uh, just to give a background on the mental health aspect of architecture in our uni or in Malaysia actually, yeah.
1: So what Lam said was very accurate in the sense that we do we don't really acknowledge the severity of the state of mental health that architecture students have. Going on to Scarlett, what kind of um, mental health issues or problems that we face in the studio?
0: There's definitely first the stress of self-learning. Because in architecture school, there's a lot of self-learning involved. like. You have the studio classes, you have the technical classes, but there's still a lot of learning that you need to do by yourself, like finding out some other architects that are not taught, learning about the concepts of architects, learning about other techniques maybe. And if you're doing like a very niche design, like for example, you want to do this very curvy linear design, maybe your professor's not equipped to teach you and you have to look it up yourself. So that itself is one kind of stresses. The other thing that I face myself is burnout. Because there's just so much to do. There's your studio, there's your other classes, there's so so many projects to do all at once. And you just feel like there's no end time. And even when there's semester break, for let's say for our uni, we still like go on, maybe study trips, and we still have to go for conferences or whatever. So there's just so many things going on. There's nonstop, and when you contrast that to like, maybe some of my friends who are doing some other courses, they're like, oh, for the first like five weeks, I don't need to do anything because there's just nothing. <laughs> Right. And whereas compared to me, we're like the first five weeks we're like already submit like the first week itself we're already submitting like concepts or site analysis, remember.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's it's just a lot of constant work. Uh some may argue that, you know, it's preparing you for work in the future. But one when you first get into it it's definitely like a steep learning curve.
1: It can get
2: overwhelming.
0: Yes, it gets very overwhelming. And it's just a lot of things compounded together. And with stress and burnout, then comes the trifecta, the anxiety. Because you're just so burdened with so many stuff that you just feel like, oh shit, what if I can't do well? Especially like for someone... Like me I'm calling myself out here Like I Am deadly <laughs> afraid of failure <laughs> Like I I'm really really scared of failing So With stress and burnout Then you feel like Oh my god what if I fail Like What if I can't do it well What if I Can't get a good grade Blah 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 and Then you just you're, you're basically putting yourself through Like a lot of uh, Hell Basically So that's the kind of Mental issues that could happen and we see it happening quite often as well.
2: Yep, yep.
1: I mean, we've all been through this and some of us have experienced it personally. Some kinds of... Like we go through like the lowest lows during our studio, I would say that.
2: Sometimes you just feel like you don't want to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just like it's too much. Mm -hmm. So yeah. It is you know, at me or moments, or moments like that, you feel like, "Why did I
0: even choose this?
2: Yeah, why
0: do I torture myself? Mm-hmm. You know, do why do I do I this like, to a, myself? Yeah, or do yeah. I have like a sadist complex or something? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you ask. Yeah. I probably ask that to myself like maybe five times per semester. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you know, just
1: yeah. Just to, yeah. Why do you even want to put yourself through this? You know us going through there so we just want to share um, we got over it obviously time is a big factor I, I always believe that things get better with time so just give it some time but maybe that might not apply to everybody so maybe Lam you want to talk us about um, your personal experience in the studio talk us through like your lowest lows and yeah
2: yeah Okay. Um yeah, having the lowest lows especially during my studies. I will talk about both my studies and um during my work as well just to give a little context and um relatability, I guess. Um okay, so in uni I wasn't I wouldn't say I'm like the best of the best. I'm just more of like an average student because at that point I knew like I was not really into what i was doing so i was merely doing it just to get through this course and just to get a piece of paper which is i know it's not a good thing like i still have passion for architecture in general but it's the process of going through that degree it was very it was too much for me that i just wanted to give up i just wanted to like put everything down and just be done with it but at the same time I was on scholarship so I couldn't do that (laughs) Um, if I did that then I had to like repay my scholarship funds which I was not able to do it so I just had to like persevere and just go through it so there was one time where my designs kept getting rejected and there was a lot going on in that moment and a lot of my personal issues were emerging as well and it wasn't very great for me i would say and on top of that it was financial issues as well because i was on student loan so i was having like limited resources so during that time i had my lowest lows and i wanted to just give up like no matter what the consequences were and for me i had my great friends here and also my friends from my hometown they were my biggest support and i know you're asking what about your family uh well i don't tell these things to my family so <laughs> yeah. um yeah so that. but so my friends were my biggest support at the time and honestly i appreciate them a lot like i wouldn't be here if it weren't for them and On top of that uh, back then i didn't go through like therapy or anything because again i couldn't afford it because yeah i was not accessible yet then so what i did was just you know i told myself like i needed that piece of paper and you know let's just go through these if you get rejected again let's try again and i was just basically pushing myself a lot and with my friend's help as well So, on top of that, um, after going through my uni life, everything like I graduated, especially on my last last semester, I did not give a damn about my lecturers anymore. They want to reject, go ahead and reject. I just did what I felt like was right. And eventually, I did pretty well. I mean, I did not get a good grade because they didn't like it, obviously, but I was proud of what I did for my last uh, final year project. So I guess at the end of the day, that's all that matters to me. I did what I could. I did what I was happy about. So going through that, uh, I went through uh, multiple career changes as what we were discussing before uh, the previous episodes. Um, I guess things were going great at first. You know, I had my first job and all that and i just started having more responsibilities to deal with i had bills to pay like more bills to pay and you know uh, previously it was like my parents supporting me now i'm on my own i have rentals (laughs) and all that stuff was piling up so working for me was very um i wouldn't say it's more stressful but it was more things for me to deal with and on top of that Again, I have my personal issues uh, going on at the time Especially it was last year When I had my own business, when I had my own company I had to handle so many things at once And I literally did not have enough time for my partner then I did not have enough time for myself So it really took a toll on me and I decided to leave everything behind Early this year, 2021 and things got a little bit better and it's still progressing pretty well now so I wouldn't say that, you know, things are like, you know, um, how do you say I wouldn't say that my mental health is great Uh, you know, it's not like everything is 100% perfect right now no, I have my ups and downs and luckily that I'm able to afford now that I do go for therapy and we did talk a lot about you know what what were the issues and i guess we will talk about you know the help later on but that's the general picture of what i went through so just for you guys listeners out there um everything is okay you know things might be hard but we just have to be strong you know <laughs> but yeah I, I'm not in a place to advise but yeah it's just my my experience going through that yeah
1: we'll just we'll just carry on with Scarlet. maybe you want to share your lowest lows in studio Ooh.
0: yeah my lowest lows was probably like my final year like I've right. done Okay Throughout like My degree The mm. first two years Of my degree Were pretty okay I had a very good uh, Lecturer and mentor uh, All of our Good mentors And That was Pretty well So I thought like Oh okay That was still not too bad Then Came for the final year We had a new Studio master And He did not like Any of my designs yeah. And That <laughs> That kind of rejection was so visceral, you know, like whatever you presented, you know, you designed it, it was your idea, it's like a baby, and then just to have someone like reject it, and it's just it's gut wrenching, and it's not just like maybe one or two. I remember it was probably up to week 10. So like We are presenting in week 14 So week 10 The lecturer still did not like my idea He was still rejecting my idea I was still more on like the Schematic concept stage You know That was pretty terrifying And Yeah That was like One of my lowest lows Having Not having anyone Sort of Understand And agree with your designs They don't get where I'm coming from, they just reject my designs outright and you're like but I also have to rush for my final presentation, I have to rush for my thesis, I have to rush for everything else but no one is like agreeing with you, no one is supporting you and that was I felt very lonely, I felt like I got rejected no one, I can't do this it's just not working and right. it was it was pretty bad luckily uh finals came about presentation came about uh presentation went okay the external critics liked my designs but i still got a bad grade because my lecturers didn't like it as with all of us i'm still salty about that by the way. we
2: all got the same grades by the way uh, we do yeah, we, uh, <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm so salty about that. I'm still very salty about that. But that's a story for another time. <laughs> and yeah, looking back at it now, it's like, you, I'm glad to have sort of gone through that in a mm-hmm. way. Because like, I, I know that I'm, I was capable of going through that. I was capable of sort of understanding those emotions and carrying myself through even though it was tough at the time and I know that I could stand up for my own designs like even though they didn't like it I still stood up for my design I continued to do on my own design and not just listen to like what they wanted my design to be like and it sort of made me a little bit stronger in a way so that was during uni time at work it's a totally different ball game you are not really so much like proving your creative skills but also but just like more on like your work skills there's a lot of people around you know there's so many like part ones and part twos together and then we're like good friends at work but there's also this feeling of like, imposter syndrome inside me, like I feel like, oh, am I good enough to be here, am I capable enough, like my company is a very fast paced company and everyone is just so great at doing what they do and you just feel this sense of imposter syndrome and whether I belong. and uh, I've been to therapy about this, talked about this, and we're still working on this, slowly, but, yeah, it does get better. It, it's good to go through that and sort of understand yourself better in a way.
1: Right. Um, I guess everything will get better. Um, I was just about to talk about my lowest low. <laughs> I guess during Diploma time, so just as a background, as a, as a context, I come from PJ, I am a bit, I'm more English educated, I would say. So me going into my university, which is majority Chinese, uh, of uh, coming all over from Malaysia, different, different states of Malaysia, right? I had a very big culture shock and going into Diploma, Uh, I remember year two. Year two of my diploma, I didn't gel so well with all my classmates, mainly because I was more English educated and uh, the rest of my classmates were more Chinese educated. So there was kind of a disconnect between between me and the rest of my studio mates. So I remember I wasn't the best at class. Like back then, we all had to draw manually and my manual skills were really shit so what I had to go through was I was fighting for my place amongst the amongst all my classmates and they were doing really well I think a lot of the people in my class can really draw well I mean me and Lam we met since diploma but then yeah <laughs> but we then were not we... in the same group yeah, we were in the same group, so I was in Group B and she was in Group A. So Group A had more of that um, English educated people around. So I think they they like gel well and like found each other. But I was like this outcast, outcast in my class. And I I, I remember feeling so alone and I had to go through Going through the culture shock Going through the adjustment period And I remember during the finals I didn't sleep for I didn't sleep for three nights So there's like 36 hours And Stupid me was too focused on Building my model Even though it is like The least amount of marks Inside the The marking schematic So what happened was <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mashiba.
2: Sorry,
1: hey, Mashib, Mashiba, Adi- Adi-
2: Adi- me, Adiba.
1: Okay, okay, got this. Anyway, um, I remember the last, the final crate. It didn't go well because I was so focused on building the model, I didn't have time to, uh, do up the board or perfect my design. So majority of my time was spent building the model, and I remember being bombarded so hard, I. After my crit, I was so tired for, because I didn't sleep for three nights, three freaking days. And I just got out of before everything ended and walked back to my hostel to actually get a rest. So when I was walking up back to my hostel, that heaviness like dawned on me. I have a feeling like I failed myself and I didn't put my I didn't give my best and probably thinking oh shit my grades are gonna be so messed up for my diploma because of this. So I had that kind of um, feeling in my head and I, I just was walking back. And then I met my English teacher. My English teacher was the best in the sense that um, she was really friendly and she took a notice to me. And when I saw her, I said hi. And I broke down there and then. I remember crying and it shocked her. It's like, Sam, why are you crying? Like, that Wait,
2: our uni English teacher? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. I know. Yeah, I know, I know her.
1: So, I remember she being shocked. And, like, she asking me, oh, why are you crying? Or oh, are you okay? Then I kind of explain myself. I I didn't have I didn't have much words but I just felt so so bad that I just started crying in front of her it was so embarrassing but I'm glad I went through that after that incident I got a lot more I got a lot more comfortable with myself in the sense that I could make more friends I, I, I slowly get adjusted to my peers and understanding where they're from and why they do what they do, so I got more comfortable. And it was until degree that I met Lam and uh, our other friend Scarlett as well. So we just clicked, you know. Like they they are my biggest supports, and I would dare say if if it weren't for them, I wouldn't have finished my architectural school. So yeah, I had to yeah. drop S. I was... Lam uh, was
0: literally the driver, Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, she is. Literally. She is. Legit! <laughs> <laughs> she fashions to school. But yeah, I'm so, Post so, so mom. thankful. I was so thankful for for my peers. And yeah, uh, it's because of them that I got through. And that's how I realized, for me, having... You can't just go through this alone. You really need support from your friends or your family and that to me is my is how i overcame my kind of uh, lowest lows yep so yeah exactly. so having said that we, we just move on to how we overcame our lowest lows like for me it was my friends what, what are the steps that we can take to mitigate ourselves from feeling too depressed or too to stress,
0: So, I think friends definitely do help. Whether they be friends from architecture or friends who are not in architecture, as long as they love and support you, that love and support can really get you through a lot of things. But if you feel, if you still feel like you can't really tell your friends about all this, it helps to just take a step back. From everything, just put everything on like a table and then you just physically take a step back and just look at how much you have achieved up to that point. Yeah. It, it really helps to look back and see the progress you've came. You know, it as we keep grinding and grinding, we think that oh my god, it's never ending, like we're not doing much, because we just keep going and going. But when you take a step back And look at what you've done. What you've accomplished. It's amazing. You know, no matter how small, how little. That's bound to be something that you're going to be proud of. So So just physically put everything on the table. I literally did this. Put everything on the table. Like put my computer, books, everything. Take a step back. And just like breathe. And it might not help you completely. But at least it helps to calm your nerves down to a point where you can seek for help in other ways.
1: Yep. Right. I would say I would say having the studio system around is really it's a really good thing for us, not just not just for academically, but us making relationships with friends, they are they are the biggest support. Studio mates need to support each other to get through. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, Lam, what do you think? What what are the steps we can take to improve our mental health?
2: Um I'm just going to give like an overview, I would say from my experience is okay, apart from friends, if you have supportive family members that you know that they will understand you definitely um go to them and, and talk it out uh, some families i know are super woke and they will you know support you no matter what other things i would say if you feel like things are way too heavy and if you feel like your friends are just there but not there there you can always seek for a third-party consultation, you know, seek professional help. Therapy is for everyone. It's not just for people who are, you know, men- have mental issues or problems. Therapy yep, is yep. Yeah. for everyone. It's best if you seek one, even if you don't have problems, before it's too late. That's one. Another, another thing, maybe if, Therapy is not an option Or if it's not accessible to you Definitely there are You know, apps I know that Scarlet Actually um, um, Showed me one app Which helped me But I think now they're Charging What the heck is it called? It's, I think it's called Intellect or something Like stuff like that Journaling
0: Intellect Yay. Yeah
2: So journaling helps For me At least That I not journal as in what to do every day, but instead of reflection. to mm. I know myself that I am not self-aware of things, and even towards my friends and family. So I keep a journal just to record down like, what have I done? How do I feel? And what would people feel? Like the implications of my actions towards them. I sometimes do it. I have to admit, sometimes I don't. But, the bottom line is, practice those kind of journaling attitude, journaling habits. And maybe it might help for you. It did for me, for a while. And then I got lazy. Um, But I do it from time to time. So, yeah, that's a confession. And also, yeah? It's like,
0: It's not for everyone. Like, do find what works for you. You may need to try out, like, a few things. Apps, books, like, journaling, people, whatever. Just try it out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I guess another stuff is always take care of yourself, you know. Even though you're not at your best, but doing things like simple things, like personal hygiene or getting enough food to eat those little things are good enough to help you to get through the day that for some may seem very difficult to do so if you've done that today congratulations bro an award for you. woo
1: nice <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
1: i i guess um like what lam said seeking therapy or talking or journaling is a good way because it helps you to process your emotions in the sense that you get to fully uh, understand what you went through and just uh, make the best sense out of it. Uh, That for me is a very strong way to actually overcome all these mental issues. For me personally, I like cleaning up my desk. It helps me to focus. I don't like seeing a uh, mess around. So, yeah, um, just take care of yourself. Uh, keeping the room clean, doing some chores, maybe just take your mind off uh the architecture work. That that can be a source of depression. It's, sorry, <laughs> that can be a source to alleviate your your stressfulness or your depression. Uh, might not work for everyone, but. You know, just try it out. Just do some Marie Kondo. Does it spark joy? <laughs> yeah, so
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Other than that, so Okay. I know that you guys went through therapy and what have you learned from a therapy session like?
2: Um for me the first time was um I have to admit it was very scary because I wasn't very comfortable talking about my stuff with strangers especially like people have no connection with me or whatsoever so the first time was a bit uncomfortable I would say and I did I did hold back a few tears because I didn't want to appear as like I was weak or anything but just know that it's okay to cry on your first or consecutively <laughs> whatever therapy. Uh, it's only human of you to do so. Uh, but that was me. I I, I'm a, I would say I'm a very closed-up person at a certain level, <laughs> question mark. But what I learned from my therapy was that, I guess the main takeaway for me was that certain things I can and cannot control And whatever that I can control is how I can control my emotions, my actions, and what are the repercussions that may occur. Those are the things that I can control for myself. Things that I cannot control is how will people talk, how will people think. And I tend to assume what people think a lot, which is unhealthy for me because it gets to me. Because I always think about what people would think about me, what people would think about what I do. And it really eats me up. So from that therapy session itself, it kind of clears things up for me that if people get their emotions or they're mad at me because of what I did, then okay, that's my stuff that I need to acknowledge and take note. But if they just you know say things and it hurts my feelings i have to remember that i cannot control them i literally can't but i can control how i feel about it get it yeah so i'm still working on it i have to say i'm not like entirely applying it but it when things like that happen i always tend to keep that in mind and I guess that's my t- main takeaway from my therapies. I I didn't seek therapy for like quite a few months. I have to admit, but I only seek them when I feel like I need help or there's this stuff that I need to update for myself. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: What about you, Scarlett?
0: Uh, everything that LAM went through, I also went through myself. I I feel like I am a very open person, but then after I went to therapy, I realized that actually I'm open to a certain extent. I'm easygoing to a certain extent, but there's just there's one part that's completely closed off to others. And going to therapy made me realise that and like it made me realise that you know some part of me feels that I always have to be this strong person in front of everyone like I have to be this capable this best person when I'm with everyone but then slowly I realised that no one cares if you are like Always confident or whatever, like they will just want you to be you. They don't see you like with your achievements or whatever. As long as you present yourself, that's what matters, especially with friends. And there's been a lot of like self confidence issues that I've been struggling with. Like just now, I mentioned the imposter syndrome, that's also a kind of self confidence issue. And a lot of like inside voices in my head that, you know, make me doubt myself a lot and put myself down. So my therapist helped me to see that, hey, this is all you. You know, these bad voices are you. These good voices are also you. You would never say all these bad things to your friends. So why are you being so mean to yourself? now why are you so hard on yourself and i guess the main main takeaway that i have that i use constantly from therapy is to always be in the moment to always be aware so what i mean by that is like whatever i'm doing i'm not always on autopilot so i take the time to like okay so think about what i'm doing is this Uh, what I should be doing is there a better way of doing things and how am I feeling while I do those things and let's say if someone is talking and someone is telling me stuff and then I'll be like okay so how am I reacting to this what are my emotions because sometimes you just react and you should jump to the gun And then maybe later on you regret it or maybe you feel like you can handle it better. But then, you know, your pride and ego is like, no, but I already did that. So I'm not going to backtrack, blah, blah, blah. All these kinds of things are because, you know, you don't analyze and react to your emotions before you react to others. So my main takeaway is to just always be present. Always just look to yourself and check in with yourself how you feel and that goes miles and miles in helping your yourself
1: for me i haven't been through therapy but i can give a takeaway from my years in the studio so ever since my incident i i have like a motto for myself which is called complete not perfect i didn't have to perfect everything i just need to be complete and that motto has guided me through my four years for the schoolwork just you know do do it to the best the best that you can and you don't have to you don't have to really perfect it so that kind of alleviates a lot of unnecessary stress
0: and bro i needed to hear that today man
1: yeah i
0: really needed to hear that
1: you didn't you didn't you don't really have to like perfect it. You just need to complete it to the best that you can. And that is really my takeaway from my lowest low.
0: That's a that's a very very good message. Oh.
1: Wow. Okay. We go to some really deep territory. Um, so, guys, before before we go, do we have any last uh, things to say to our listeners? So, this This episode is actually Our last episode For this season And we'll be back We'll be back With more uh, content
2: And also we'll be back With better microphones I
1: swear I swear to god We need (laughs) better microphones
2: (laughs) We will get
0: better microphones We will We will will.
1: (laughs) So Yeah Before before we end So is there anything you, You would like to say To our listeners Lam?
2: I would say take care of yourself and be safe because Corona, Miss Rona is still out there and (laughs) I would just say that take care of yourself and be aware of what you do, surroundings and if you need to um, seek help and I think that's pretty much it from my end because yeah I think we pretty much wrap up this whole season on a deep note. <laughs> but yeah, I just
0: want to thank uh, all of our listeners for listening, all of our friends, all of our family for listening. I don't know if my family listens. I never tell them, but I don't eh, tell them. I also don't tell them. But and friends are family, so <laughs> thank you to everyone who listened. It means a lot to us. Uh, especially since we're starting out, uh, you know, we've we've all put so much work into every episode, and it's just amazing to see it, uh, see people enjoying it. So thank yeah. you.
1: Yep. So, so
0: this episode is for everyone then.
1: <laughs> yeah. This episode <laughs> yeah. is is shout out to everyone who listened to our previous <laughs> and supported us, and given us feedback. And it really, 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 really means a lot to us. That's the end of the episode. I hope you guys are doing well. And I hope you're having a good day. And if you do really need help, please don't uh, hesitate to get help from your friends or seek therapy or... yeah, Or know, if just... you want
0: Sam to help you with photography, you can slide into his DMs. Yeah. There's yeah. always that option, <laughs> there's always Sam's, so, you know, there's always Sam there.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always here. So yeah, um, followers on Instagram, uh, we'll be back with more, more upbeat content, and we'll yeah. talk about more topics in the future, and last but not least, we'll get better mics. So <laughs> 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 we've been getting so much feedback on how how different our mic quality is it's really yeah, yeah. It's, it's the number we're one gonna get,
2: we're, we're all gonna get the same mics so then it's gonna be like insane. it's gonna better it's gonna yeah. get better
1: yeah there goes yeah. my money we're always okay. improving our um podcast we try to <laughs>
2: <laughs> so if to?
1: you if you do have any uh topics that you want us to talk about, feel free to reach out to us. We will um take your topics into consideration for our coming. Slide into episodes.
0: our DMs.
1: Yeah, slide yeah. into our DMs, follow us at Instagram, at the Studio Living Pod. So yeah, that's it. Season season one is wrapped. Thanks guys what? for listening. Thank you to my two co hosts. We did it. <laughs> we did, <laughs> did it. This season.
2: We did it. There's more to come. Yay.
1: And yeah. um, Catch you in the next season. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.